Hello again, everyone. This is Jay from the Waffling Tailors, and I'm here to tell you today that you're listening to part two of a conversation that we had um, that we sort of glued together. It was all a mishmash. It was brilliant. Um, this is episode one or two, obviously, what we're looking forward to. But if you want to hear the other half of what we talked about with completely different people, with Stu, Cambridge, and The Bee, definitely go back to episode 99, which was part one of two. In this episode, we're going to be talking to Z-Boy and Andrew D about what they're looking forward to in 2021, what we wanted to do was we wanted to start the year off with a, a triumvate check that out a really big word a triumvate of really positive episodes so we've got episode 99 which is what we're looking forward to with with Stu, cambridge and the b episode 100 which was a, a, you'll hopefully agree an amazing celebration episode and then episode 102 which is this one part two of what we're looking forward to in 2021 let's keep those positive vibes going and let's get through this all right folks i'll see you later roll the intro music squidge Yeah, so uh, thanks for being with us again, Z-Boy slash Zach slash Zach of the Hacker slash whatever your name is today. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, uh, so, I mean, the folks who are listening know what's going on, but you may not. So let's just quickly explain it. So we're, we're doing an episode, first episode of 2021, and we're recording part of it on December 29th, 2020. Um, and we're just talking about the things that each of us are looking forward to in 2021, right? Because I won't go over it too much, but 2020 hasn't been the world's best year. It's been a dumpster fire. There you go. That, that was I'll also in a dumpster that was on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That exactly. was shot like into of- the sun that was in a dumpster that was on fire. It's exactly. like a bag of holding within a bag of holding. It's dumpster yeah. fires all the way down. Yeah. But, <laughs> but with that being said, you know, let's let's not look at the past. It's good to look at the past, see where we've come from, but not, <laughs> I'm not going to be looking at last year, that's for sure. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to look towards the future, right? Mm-hmm. 2021 and beyond, let's look at things that are good, right? Things mm-hmm. that we're looking forward to, things that we're happy about. Let's try and start the year on a high note, because I feel like we need to. There we go. Um, oh! That's it. It's the Mel Brooks joke. That's the one. Ow. It's really quite Mel funny. Mel Brooks is classic. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mel Brooks stuff. <laughs> I just gave you the sound effect, Mother Trucker. There you go. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather not bass anyone's eardrums, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you turn me down, right. I'll know it. If you turn me down, I'll... You can't silence me. That's it. He'll be on one of his walks listening this to the doesn't stop me trying, though. I can try. <laughs> I'll fail, but I can try. What you could do is you could send me two versions of the MP3 to upload onto the feed, right? I upload one version with it in, tell Z-Boy it's out, he downloads it, and then I quick as a flash replace it, and then nobody else hears it. Yeah, because, you know, top secret plan includes revealing your top secret plan. Yeah, that's yeah, because he's, he's monologuing. He's monologuing Absolutely. right now. Don't take that away from him. Absolutely. It's like... The it's like thing we the- need is him monologuing. It's like when the U.S. Army publicly announced their top-secret plan to assassinate Saddam Hussein. You know, you wonder whether he knew. But anyway. Cool. That being said. Keeping yes. it on that high note. Topical. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, that was fresh. That was a fresh reference. 
<laughs> fresh <laughs> reference and a fresh use of someone else's joke as well. Yeah, so <laughs> it's 2021. So yes, shocker indeed. It's 2021, which means all of the the majority of the horribleness is behind us. We won't talk about that, but what we want to talk about is the things that we're all looking forward to, right? Because it's always good to have some kind of dream or goal in mind that you can move towards. So now that all of that horribleness is behind us, mostly behind us, somewhat behind us, all right, it's right in front of us. Um, whilst that is there, we <laughs> can maybe look to. The, try and look to the future and see about things that we're maybe looking forward to this year in the coming 18 months, the coming 24 months, just little things that we're, that we're like, cause let's have some positivity, right? Because yeah, it's not been the best 12 months. Let's yeah. make, let's make a 20 minute conversation, half an hour conversation about something that that is positive, right? Hmm. Let's do this. I'm sure we can. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So, Obviously, everybody knows that it's me and Squidge, but joining us right now is Andrew. Hello, Andrew. How are Hello. you? Good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad that we're now in 2021. Although, yeah. podcast time machine wibbly wobbliness, we're recording this in 2020, but yeah, I'm glad that we're in 2021 now. We could put the majority of the horribleness behind us. This, this could all explode in your face, and we could be releasing this in 2021, and everything's gone terribly wrong, and we've recorded way beforehand, and we're kind of like releasing this as the world's crumbling around everybody. Um, Story of my life. I love that positive energy, Andrew. <laughs> I thought I'd get the negative out of the way before I become positive. Um, it's like it's kind of getting rid of the the bad, the bad energy, the bad juju. That's Rusa. it. <sighs> yes, that's it. What is, it is it sage that you burn and, and wave around? I do around have some bit? of that as well. I could do that there if you, you want go. me to. Just burn some sage yep. around. It's fine. I'm, I'm not sure. It's if fire allowed. Well. well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to burn it anymore. Well, not when my partner's home. He bought a new PC. Um, like a really fancy PC and it happens to be in the same room where I would burn Sage and he's like you cannot do that like you will ruin the computer I'm like <laughs> I'm not sure if I will I think that's how it works why would you put a computer in my Sage burning room exactly yeah. did you not consult the <laughs> well, it's, plan it's, it's not just that it's if the Sage is burning anyone would think god my PC is on fire yeah very true very true just so people don't think that i have a room dedicated only to sage burning i do not have that i don't live in a mansion it's, it's a multi-function room just happened to burn sage in it. it's just called the sage room yeah that's, yeah. that's exactly what it's called yeah, yeah. fair enough that's I, i'm totally fine with that that's not a problem i like it i like it but yes so i was hoping that we could talk about some of the things that we're looking forward to um in the next year 18 months, 24 months. Mm -hmm. Mine are all rather short term. Um, I hope they're all rather short term. We won't mm -hmm. talk about, because we're recording this on, let's say, let's say this bit, right? We're recording this on 21st of December, 2020. So any UK people know exactly what's just happened today. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the positive stuff. So I was wondering, do you want me to, do you want me to go first with one of my examples of what I'm looking forward to? Or do, do you all want to talk about something? I've got like two things, that's it. But they're really fast. So. Oh, why don't you go with one of yours then? Because I've been talking oh. so much so far. And he right. feels I'm like. Andrew, a what you got? <laughs> <laughs> don't put me on the spot. <laughs> At least Too tell late. me one of yours first. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair what? enough. What I'm looking forward to is 14 hours of uninterrupted sleep followed by a cooked breakfast. Mm -hmm. There you go. I like it. 
I like it. That hasn't happened in 2020 at all. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, let's make it happen in 2021. What do we need to do? We need a mallet to knock you out with and someone to cook you a, a big breakfast. I mean, those three things are totally doable. I mean, what's in the breakfast, though? I mean, is it is it things that we would usually get from the EU? And if so, how would you then, like, get the different, you know, something to substitute them with? I, I mentioned a cooked breakfast. That could be anything. So right, cooked porridge. usually means, you know, having either a frying pan or an oven on. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd settle for cake. Okay. So what are you saying? Frying pan and oven, you want toast, right? No, cake. Right. Okay. Fair yeah. So Enchiladas and cake. That would be a good breakfast. <laughs> 14 hours of sleep, followed by enchiladas with cake for afters or cake with enchiladas for afters. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you've been sleeping for 14 hours at this point. You could have woken up at like five o'clock in the afternoon. So that's Absolutely. dinner, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's Thank you for the- enabling me, Andrew. It Always. has all the basic nutrients in it, right? You've got the flour, you've got sugar, you've got whatever else you put in in, 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 in uh, cake. You've got whatever else you put in enchiladas. It's all Protein good. Protein you putting in cake. Is it chicken or tuna? Tuna cake. <laughs> oh, next you'll be saying cheesecake. Ah. No, the protein would be the chicken in the enchiladas. Is cake. What about cake enchiladas? Like using the cake instead of the chicken. That's what you do, right? You make the cake, right? Because everybody knows, right? You, it's it's an old Eddie Izzard joke, right? You take the cake batter, mm-hmm. which tastes of awesome. And you put it into the oven and it tastes less awesome. So here's what you do. You make the cake batter. Right, you take a tortilla, you put the cake batter inside of the tortilla, and then cook it. Now, would you do it as in it'd be a cake enchilada, or would you do it as in it looks like enchiladas until you cut into it and then it's a cake, like everything else I've seen this year? Oh, yeah, that was a trend in twenty twenty, wasn't it? The thing, things that are cake but shouldn't be cake, like. Hmm. But was there a cake though? I don't know. I'd, I'd tell you one that I did see that really made me laugh was there was one that looked like a dog mm-hmm. and this guy dug into it to reveal it as a cake and the camera cut across and there was a dog really shocked. <laughs> <gasps> see, what have you done? I thought I thought you were going to say he cut into the dog and it was a cat. Mm, that'd be a trick. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a Russian doll, right? You know those Russian dolls that nest inside of each other? What would be inside right? the cat though? Dog, mouse. cat. Jebel T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so like we've a got full size T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got fourteen hours of sleep and a cooked breakfast, which may or may not be enchiladas and cake. It's 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 the little victories, man, that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that one. <laughs> I mean, don't we all want 14 hours of sleep swallowed? Uh, swallowed? Followed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 14 hours of sleep followed by cake and enchiladas. Mm-hmm. We just got an 18 rating right there. Yeah, that's that's never never have a drink of water whilst you're trying to say something. <laughs> or just don't be me. That's, that's the simple answer, right? Don't mm-hmm. be me. Just don't be me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so uh, would you like to go, Andrew, or would you like me to go? I, I don't mind. I can I can give one of my examples of things that I'm hoping for. Um, I mean, I can't say it's 14 hours of sleep. I feel like I would, I, I don't know if I would function with 14 hours of sleep. Like there's such a thing as too little sleep, but there's also such a thing as too much sleep. And if I sleep nah. too much, I'm 
worse than if I've had too little sleep. Like I'm a zombie. So um, <laughs> that's fine. That just means I can get up early and make your cake and enchilada. So it's, you know, there Sweet. you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Works out well. Um, but they will be vegan. Um, so that's fine. <laughs> I guess the thing I'm looking forward to at this point, and it's it's something that's twofold, and it's more Resident Evil, and that is in the form of Resident Evil 8, but also Alex's book, uh, yes. Hit, like that is coming out pretty much the same month as the game, as Resident Evil 8. Mm-hmm. So April, if it goes to plan, and both things come out in April 2021... That's like a month of Resident Evil, and I'm very excited for that because I I completed Resident Evil Seven in 2020, um, which I I left that game far too. That came out in 2017, I think, and I left that for mm-hmm. ages. And I'm very excited that I completed it. Really enjoyed it, and I'm now very excited to dive into Eight. Hopefully on launch day this time around, um, and also read the book because that book covers my favorite Resident Evil games. Basically, I think it's up to Resident Evil Four, I believe. So, very exciting. So, yeah, more Resident Evil is going to be great. Um, but then we've had it for the last... I mean, we had a Resident Evil this year. That's what I say this year. We had a Resident Evil in 2020. Um, and that was great, too. So, we've actually been pretty spoilt for Resident Evil over the last few years. So, yeah, very excited. Just a little story about Resident Evil 7. I got it on the uh, the Expo originally. And when I played it, um, a friend was around because he, he, he was going to get it but he doesn't mind like spoilers and stuff. Hmm. So I got to the beginning part and you get an achievement for picking up a driver's license out of a bag at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You get off, uh, your wife's driver's license. Mia, I think it is, driver's license. And I was wandering around, looking around, marveling and stuff, and I saw the bag and I went, aha! And I picked up the bag and then an achievement popped up and it was called, aha! <laughs> <laughs> I nearly fell out my chair laughing. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> this game's gonna be good. It's got my sense of humour. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> it's a very cool it's a it's a it's an odd Resident Evil game. It's a very odd Resident Evil game, but it's a very good game overall. That that I mean not not to spoil anything, but the last thirty minutes of that game are bizarre. Um, but very, very cool nonetheless. And I'm very excited to see where that leads. I haven't played any of the DLC yet, though. That's something I will say. So I know there's one that that stars Chris Redfield, and he's one of my favourite characters out of the series. So I probably do need to play that at some point. So maybe that's another thing I need to do in 2021 is play the DLC uh, for Resident Evil 7. But yeah, more Resident Evil. That should happen every year. I mean, it can't because otherwise the series would just descend into pure crap um as it did at one point um but yeah I, I don't want that to happen again please don't let that happen again no more resident evil 6s just no no thank you <laughs> or umbrella chronicles or not not umbrella uh, umbrella corp whatever it with the weird yeah, squad shooter yeah, yeah. no thank you i shall inform capcom on your behalf thank you thanks very much <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> I can just see him now pulling up his email, going and emailing. Um, oh, I've forgotten his name now. That was going to be a really good joke. Dear Mr. Capcom. <laughs> I was thinking more well, the guy, uh, Shinji Megami-san, stop. Just stop. Stop it. Have a break. Go on holiday and then come back and make some more. Lol, my love. Squidge. He would then get a, a reply saying, I no longer work at Capcom. I work at Tango Overworks and therefore I will not be making any more Resident Evil games. <laughs> well, therefore, was... my, job, my job is done. He's not going to make any more. <laughs> there we I go. call that a win. Right, it was your turn anyway. Oh, yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. 
Well, the problem there, Andrew, is you've stolen my thunder. Because uh-huh. if I look at my at the planning document that I've sent around, that uh, I don't know whether you got a chance to see, it, that literally the first thing that is listed is Alex O'Neill's book, Itchy Tasty, An Unofficial History of Resident Evil. Well, so, you know, you can you can talk in more detail about that because you've spoken to him. I, I, I'm more rent Resident Evil 8, to be fair. But um, yeah, it's it's nice that we've got something in common there. <laughs> yeah, anyway. exactly. It's, it, it can be two pe- people's favourite thing. It's not yeah. not exclusive. No, it's mine. You're not allowed it. <laughs> That's it. It's Move not on. a competition, well, but it's right. Andrew's. Yeah. Roll or credit, Squidge. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, ever since um, I heard about Itchy Tasty, oh, I think it was originally just called Itchy Tasty, A History of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. He's had to throw an official in there because obviously... Capcom's lawyers were like, hang on a moment. <laughs> yeah, hold <laughs> up. Is, yeah, yeah, hold up, that's it. Well, I mean, fair enough, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, ever since I heard about it, I was like, I have to get this book. I have to get this book. Because not only is it is the title based on a ridiculous piece of um, of Japanese wordplay, um, because, like, in the, in the, original, uh, the original book, the original uh, file, sorry, for the original Japanese, um, the 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 character who's dying in the in the third person, he says, uh, you know, John came around yesterday. He had an ugly face, so, so I ate him. Ate him. Yeah, itchy, itchy tasty, itchy tasty. Is actually it's translated correctly in the book. Sorry, in the original game in Japanese, because the character's losing his mind. He types in, he writes out. Uh, itchy horse but because horse and tasty are one character off because he never finished writing out tasty it reads itchy horse and it's supposed to because he didn't get to the end of writing it mm. which is why in the english translation it's itchy dot 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 tasty because there's like that gap of oh and i'm dying and i'm dead so i was like, that a problem with itchy horses uh yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly that's you why i don't write in the third person anymore too That's many itchy it. horses. <laughs> Let's just say, if you ever happen upon an itchy horse, please help them out because horses are really nice, and we should be nice to animals. That's How would it. you know if the horse is itchy, though? It'd tell you, wouldn't it? <laughs> Ask a good question. Well, well, well-known telepathic animals are horses. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we've lost you. <laughs> that was that was brilliant. <laughs> but yes, all all joking about itchy horses aside. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I heard about the project, and then I was like, I got, I've, I've got it. I immediately, as soon as I heard about it, I was like, back this thing. Um, and then on almost a lark, I reached out to him. I was like, hey, can we talk to you about the book? And I was completely expecting him to say no, because he's a busy, busy person. You know? mm. He does all of the, the translation for a bunch of events. He does, um, you know, and even like in his own time, like if, a, if an article comes out that he's interested in, he'll translate it mm. and put it up on Twitter or whatever, which is wonderful. Yeah. But he also does like the, um, the interpretation at events as well. And he helps out streamers with meeting certain people and because he works in biz dev as well. And he works for, technically for two companies it's all i could totally understand why he's too busy and he was just like no i'll be a laugh yeah. like what <laughs> excellent <laughs> that's what started uh, jay's obsession with you don't ask you don't get absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely but yeah so um but that was a really fun discussion that we had um mm. 
I, I got to try out some of my Japanese, and he told me it was not bad, which is is good. Yeah, I guess. you'll end what music sounds like dystopian farting. Yes, <coughs> as well. Yes, yes. That's so. Go back to check the show notes. There'll be a link to that episode. That was a good one. There's dystopian fart music. <laughs> did you when you backed the book? Did you get um, a signed copy? Or are you mm-hmm. just getting a regular copy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to get a signed copy, copy right? When Absolutely. you do those kind of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to it. And I know he tweeted out about it the other day. He tweeted, like, the final manuscript. And he's like, just one more time checking through, and then it's going to print. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. And yeah. we, exciting. we got a few sort of, sort of like, uh, hints and tidbits throughout the, the conversation we had with him. But I am really looking forward to it because I'm – you know, big fan from the first Resident Evil, and I've played Sweet Home. Eventually completed it. I've seen the movie that Sweet Home is based on. It's dreadful. Don't watch it. But okay, it's just showing off now. Yeah, show. Off. I look. I, <laughs> I've. I'm talking to two gentlemen with glorious hair, uh-huh. and I've got none. I got to have something to brag about, right? Well, you've got you've got a glorious beard, so you know. That's true. It is sort of it's just hair on a different part of your head. That's all. Yeah, late exactly. stage Beatles Paul McCartney style beard. This isn't it? Yeah, that's all right. That's what it is. Pretty good. Yeah. You could dye that as well if you wanted to. Dye a nice colour. I don't. I'm, I'm worried about doing that because I'm worried it would end up looking a bit Hulk Hogan. Dude, I'm I've got sure spare what, green. I'm green sure beard. That di- Hulk of a different kind. That would be. Yeah. No, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to dye it black. Uh, pro tip listeners, my beard is black. Then uh, that would be fine. Fair I enough. think I think you should bleach your eyebrows, have one red and one green. The opposite colours, the opposite sides to the colours of your hair, right, Squidge? Yeah. Okay. Right. I've still got some orange somewhere if you want that. No, thank you. How did, how did this go from a discussion about Resident Evil to dyeing my eyebrows? <laughs> there are tangents, it's what we do. The waffling tailors, that's how. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that because we're going to get a physical copy of it. Um, and I did actually put, you know, it's from the Waffling Tailors. So we may appear in the book as the Waffling Tailors, which would be nice. I didn't do that when I backed Andrew's book because I thought that would be a bit, because you, you'd said, you know, there'd be a section with the names of them. I, mm. It feels a bit too kitschy to do it too often. I mean, you know? I don't have to worry about it. I should be in the book. Comparing Bloomstigger to Chickenpox, anyway. So ah, yes, fine. that's true. Yeah, yeah I forgot all about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm immortalized. Hopefully, it's a good thing you reminded him, Squidge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I still need to work out that glue formula as well. Although talking about horses, I could just go straight to the source, I suppose, and uh, <laughs> just go it. ask the horse. Yeah, find just an ask a horse. horse. Yeah, find his horse <laughs> and ask that. There you go. Nice throwback for people there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's done, right? That's how it's done. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting that book because it'd be, it'd be quite good. I, I am a fan of the Resident Evil games, but it kind of, they jumped off the deep end somewhere around Resident Evil 5. Yeah. I skipped over 6 and I played 7. I really like the remake of the second game. Mm-hmm. I haven't got around to playing the remake of the third game yet. Also very good. Also very good. Not quite as good as the second one, but if you play them back to back, it you know it is in the same city. It's telling a story, a different story within the same city. So they work together as one game, pretty much. If you do it like that, um, 
I think it fell off the deep end from four, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, you, you go into a, a, a weird Spanish village where everybody's not quite a zombie, but they kind of are. You get chased by a golem, for crying out loud. Like, you have a little weird midget guy who is, what is it, Salazar, whatever his name is. Like, I, I mean, you know, Resident Evil had been pretty crazy up to that point, but that was just madness and just hasn't been the same since. But seven was pretty cool because they lent into the madness in a different way and i i enjoyed that there was like seven had bits of different horror genres all mashed together like there was texas chainsaw massacre in there there was like the hills have eyes there was all this like cool stuff to do with different horror genres just rammed in i mean blair witch project because of the first person perspective absolutely craziness i loved that I loved it for that, but then right at the very end, it lost me slightly um, <laughs> because it went back into bizarre Resident Evil territory, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, well, it, had to, it had to lead up to an explosion because every Resident Evil ends in an explosion, doesn't it? And the house explodes. Yeah. So, I mean, Resident Evil 3 still has the, the top bit for that because they nuked an entire city for Resident Evil 3. So that is kind of the ultimate Resident Evil just for that fact. You know, it had the biggest explosion. So, you know. Mm. <laughs> until Resident Evil 8 when they nuke the planet obviously that would be interesting if they did that and then it led into Resident Evil um, the third movie which is the worst one I I saw oh, yes. the new Resident Evil game was called Resident Evil Village it is yeah. but it's also called 8 because if you look there's the V in Village and then there's the I double L which they make into an 8 in the, like in Roman Evils but yeah it's good. But I, I hear, and I don't know if this is correct or not, or if Alex gave you any hint about this, but I hear that Resident Evil 8 was originally going to be um, Revelations 3, and they changed it. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the case, which is quite yep. cool. I hope they still get, well, hopefully, I hope we still get a Revelations 3. But Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Rebecca yeah. Chambers is the main character. That'd be awesome. That has to happen. She, she's not been in the game for too long. Mm-hmm. Far too long. She was I'm in Vendetta, one who thinks so. Vendetta was the last thing she was in the, the movie. movie. Yeah. She was also in Mercenaries, the 3DS game, but that was hardly useful because the multiplayer on that, you had to be like 3DS to 3DS and it'd still throw a wobbly whenever it advances. <laughs> so. yeah. Damn. Damn. So we're just talking about this. Is just like we're just talking about Resident Evil now. It's not even what we want for twenty twenty one. It's just like, hey, Resident Evil, isn't that cool? <laughs> we, you said right, we want more Resident Evil, and well, that's cool. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. There's there's a bunch of projects. If that Capcom leak is to be believed, there's a bunch of Resident Evil projects that are going to come out, including fingers crossed, a remake of oh gosh, what's it called? Outbreak, which would With be actual incredible. online. That would, would be that would be great. I've always wanted a massively multiplayer Resident Evil set in Raccoon City. Like, not just the four people that you got in Outbreak. If you had, like, multiple people you could squad up with and go and, like, tackle Raccoon City as as a whole area, like the whole thing, with proper Resident Evil puzzles still and lots of zombies and stuff like that. That's, yeah, I, I, I talked one of my friend's ears off about it once a good few years ago about how I thought that game would would go. <laughs> and it was all like, oh, yeah, and you'd have like proper... Um, like proper audio so if you were talking to a microphone somebody if they were really far away they'd only be able to hear you a little bit so you could scream for help if you were being attacked by zombies and you can only hear people if you're close together and all that kind of stuff i was like it could be great be awesome but of course it will never happen like that but you know (laughs) i still i I still hold that hope 
a, a next-gen Resident Evil outbreak that's actually multiplayer. I just want to fight zombified elephants again. Yes. Yes, that would be interesting. It's the only time it's ever happened. They do have a history of zombified animals in that series, I guess. So, mm. I mean, you know, next we, we should have, like, zombie meerkats. That would be good. Um, like, maybe zombie ants. Sponsored by Go Compare. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander <laughs> the meerkat. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Is that because... The... Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> there's, there's multiple layers to that joke. I like it. <laughs> Leave us a comment if you got all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whilst it was going on, I actually realized that I really like working from home, which I would never have realized if I hadn't have been forced to work from home. All, all this time uh, and so I'm excited next year to uh, really start I've got like my, my home office set up and you know like everything's nice and I can't wait until things get unlocked and everything so I can like go for walks at lunch in the park and just do my own thing and so I've really loved the freedom of working from home and just like slap, slapping the laptop live down at the end of the day and then going down playing with my kids playing some games you know playing games at lunch oh so good <laughs> playing games at lunch yeah, it it is wonderful. I mean, I do count myself lucky in that. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on another show that uh, Zach and I do together. But I'm, I count myself lucky that I'm in a in a role that that has that ability. I'm one of these sort of work work from home if you can people, and I can. You know, being able to do that sort of tech work, that digital work, it, it's it's kind of is almost trivial for me, right? And I feel for you as well, Zach, the actual facilitation of that work, that you could do it literally anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. your managers don't want to hear that, but you can literally do it anywhere. As long as you have a stable internet connection, you could code on the beach if you wanted, and a lot of people do. I plan to code in, like, parks and stuff in summer, I think. Like, I want to, yeah. yeah, like, actually, there's, a there's like, a forest reserve just down the road from me. And I really want to like head out there with just like a deck chair or something and just work for half a day and like in the forest. That'd be cool. Yeah, Although I hope no one sweet. walks past because it would be hard to explain that. <laughs> I'm not a weirdo. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe I am, but like not the bad kind, just the kind that's kind of like, why are you working in a forest? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like the first the first clue as to whether you're talking to a weirdo or not? When they say, I'm not a I'm not a weirdo, yeah. <laughs> just say you are. Just say, like, yeah. yes, I'm a weirdo. I'm coding. What of it? Yeah. What ho? <laughs> what ho? What of it? I'm coding in the forest. Ah. <laughs> Sit there with a monocle. Yeah. You have yeah. to do that now so that whenever you hit compile or go or whatever, your computer goes, Tell you. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. That sounds good. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of um, Graveyard Keeper off the back of your amazing stream from a couple of months ago as well. The uh, saw you guys playing Graveyard Keeper, and I was like, "What's that?" Got to be honest, wasn't a great thing to stream because I was kind of like, "Oh, now I'm watching someone else do menial tasks." For, <laughs> for ages. But when you when you're doing your own menial tasks, it's a lot more rewarding. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so I'm about, I'm about, I think I'm just over a hundred days, like you know, like as in like the the in-game days uh, yeah, into yeah. that now. So, yeah, right, <laughs> no, no, 
No, it's actually been like a long time now, and I've got like I've started getting the automation in and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much of it because a lot of that game is. Oh no, a lot of that game is about exploring the mechanics. So you know, like I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's playing it. But yeah, there's automation. So spoiled. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do like. Uh, I did like playing. Uh, uh, I did like playing it when I was playing it before. I felt it's a bit like Factorio and Human Resource Machine. It sort of, it sort of scratches that itch of like I don't want to be at work, but I want to do things that are quite similar. I want to solve these problems in like a, a wonderful way. There's I, less refactoring though than in Factorio yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like Graveyard Keeper, what I liked is is it's kind of like you get in and you've got like a list of goals, and then it's like okay, I'm going to work towards this goal for the next hour or so, um, you know, and then you get back and you forget which goal you're working towards, so you start working towards <laughs> another one. I see, I, I see Graveyard Keeper as just like a gothic Stardew Valley. Yeah. <laughs> Complete exactly opposite end of the spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for people who can't yeah. stand all the bright colours and the nice relationships. Nah, just leave me alone to do my thing. I'll tend to my graveyard. I'll do. Yeah. I, uh, I, that's how, exactly how I explain it to people. It's a Stardew Valley clone with a uh, purgatory uh, slash medieval. Uh, well, it's a medieval uh, theme with, with an undertone of purgatory. Mm. <laughs> we need to make a, a, a sort of homemade trailer for the game mm. with Zach just, to, just explaining it like that. Just like running uh, uh, on about the game. Yeah, yeah, but in your must roll like single mon like a monotone. Would you like to play a game where you run a graveyard and it's like purgatory, but not you basically should... just do tasks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it's, basically, it. it's basically a to do list simulator. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if, if there isn't one of them already, there's going to be one now. Yeah, oh, yeah, to do list <laughs> yeah. simulator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, you know, all of those games you can get. Exactly like that. All of those games you can get like on Steam. It's like PC Building Simulator and Toast Simulator, mm-hmm. a Goat Simulator. It's like to do list simulator. In, in a humble bundle I got a um a, a rover mechanic simulator. So you build like space rovers. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, that was a, that was an odd choice. See, to me that sounds really cool. It's like I can't go and spend millions of dollars building uh, some kind of robot that will live on the moon, but I can spend $10 and buy a game that comes with a whole bunch of others where I can do exactly that. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, maybe look into it. This should be a simulator game where you make a simulator game. Simulate, simulator. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's DLC quests where everything Played is locked behind, locked behind pretend paywalls, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, so funny. that's funny. The um the other thing I'm looking forward to is uh, enough patches uh, coming through for Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. so I can play the game that I bought. Um, yeah, I mean I'm I'm really hoping that CD Projekt Red does a a bit of a Hello Games, um, just recovers really well and ends up making an amazing game. That that would be great. I'd love to see some DLC for it and all that kind of stuff because I'm a massive fan of like the um. Like the futuristic sort of like cyber hacker sort of thing like um what are those there's an rpg game shadow run like all the shadow run games and stuff mm-hmm. like that are really cool i mean this isn't exactly the same but it's the same sort of like tech noir sort of thing mm. yeah 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 i haven't been stung with cyberpunk as much as like console people because i had like a graphical glitch on the pc where i saw trees 
Yeah, that's constantly. What I've got. I'm not playing that. Before that, I had my first character save file corrupt, so I had to start again. Yeah, that one. Apparently, they patched that now. Yeah. Um, well, good. <laughs> but the the tree thing, it it kind of got on my nerves, and then I spent a lot of time in the desert, and I was relying on driving and maneuvering via the map on the top right. But that's gone. Um, I went into because I've got an Nvidia graphics card. I went into the Nvidia software, and it said, "Oh, this is the optimal settings. Do you want them?" Yes. And uh, right. <laughs> and so that's I, how you I, fix it. The tree thing. It's. It was just. It fixed via. Um, it was a, a hot fix from CD Projekt Red, and my graphics card updated because Nvidia pushed out a specific update that said this will fix a lot of bugs in cyberpunk so i thought both of them it's got to work and it did occasionally i get it where light reflections go nuts yeah Yeah. like within the first few seconds and i've just Mm got to stop but apart from that it's running pretty smooth and i think it's because i got it on pc console games have suffered a lot with it um but I've got it on PC, and I've I've had one or two problems. But apart from that, I'm still playing it. I've, I feel quite lucky that I haven't had as many problems as other people. Well, see, I've got I've got it on PC. But the thing, I mean, the thing about me is I'm massively like I'm a very very narrative driven sort of gamer. Like mm. I really dig big narrative stories that are like really interesting, have twists and turns and stuff. I've actually like it because of that. I've liked a lot of games in the past that. Uh, that people really haven't liked, like Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Alibur, that that really didn't do very well in, in terms of the critics. I loved that game. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Death Stranding is one that I just recently bought, and I know people have complained about, oh, you know, you basically sit there and watch movies and then play, like, you know, um, five minutes of Postman between, you know, 30-minute uh, screens and all that. But I don't care. I love it. I think the story is just so cool. It's, like, weird and off the wall and... It's it's awesome. I love watching the movies. So you know, so with when it comes to cyberpunk, that like the trees printing on the front of everything, like the the basically the Z the Z layering being all stuffed up. Um, that's for me, it's not a game breaking bug, but it completely breaks my immersion into the game, mm. which just completely ruins my experience. And I'm, I'm I'm not playing it until that's fixed. So the fact that you're saying that's fixed, I might actually jump back in now. It's it's worth it because it's been like four or five hot fixes as of mm. as of now um if you've got any updates for your graphics card do it and what will happen is you'll know when it's fixed when you load into it and you go into a street and you just look around because there's trees pretty much everywhere if it doesn't show up it's sorted yeah, yeah. i have had <laughs> and jay's seen this because i've i did like mini streaming bits as i was playing on discord i have had it where three or four cars just randomly fell out the sky and exploded um <laughs> But to me, stuff like trees being shown up, light reflections and cars yeah. flying everywhere, to me, that's sort of like, well, you're augmented anyway. How is it not a narrative thing? You're seeing these things, the glitches, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So I just see it as, oh, I can see trees. That's 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 just my, my yeah. software not being updated. Yeah. But having a random, a random car just fall down, explode, yeah. setting off all the police around you. They look at you and then they're suddenly onto you. I'll jump in a car. No, try and control a vehicle on PC with yeah. Usad. It's just impossible. I use the yeah. barriers to turn my bike. <laughs> That's how bad I am at driving. I go really fast, slow down, use the cars to bounce off, and then keep driving. So <laughs> See, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. Like for me, the cars falling out of the sky. 
I just think that's like at that point, yeah, sure, my immersion's broken, but now I'm like, you know, belly laughing. Like, that's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care about that. You know, it's still just, I'm having fun, right? But with the yeah. trees thing, like, you know, there was, there was one, the point that I drew the line under, I was having this like serious conversation with this dude on these steps, and like, he's, you know, he's really leaning into it, being all, all gruff and everything. And he had a tree like printed on his face, like a bunch, <laughs> like, and I was just like, I can't yeah. look at you now, right now, dude. I can't take you seriously while some. So then, like, I'm just looking at the ground because it was just, it was not a good experience, you know. Well, mm-hmm. One of the most insane things that I have experienced in Cyberpunk so far is the NPCs. You have a lot of weird NPC interactions, and my favorite one was this woman. She was talking about meeting up with a boyfriend or something, and out of nowhere, she pulled a hamburger out of a back pocket. <laughs> well, that's what you keep them, right? Yeah, right. I mean, ap- apparently so. It was just. Is that not where you keep <laughs> hamburgers, you widow? <laughs> well, you no. got a hamburger pocket. I mean, come no, on. no, no. I, I haven't, I haven't specifically bought a pair of jeans as a hamburger. See, that, that's what, the back, out, that's what the back left pocket is for. You know, no one, you don't keep anything. Uh, yeah, you don't keep anything in your back left pocket, do you? It's no. a hamburger pocket. Right. See, now I know. <laughs> yeah, the more exactly. you know. Yeah, that's it. But you see, uh, and I feel like there's a there's a bigger discussion to have here, and maybe it would fit better with uh, tabs and spaces. But I feel like um, the part of the discussion is uh, I had this discussion with someone earlier on today. He's not a he's not a developer. Um, you know, skip. Um, not a developer, and uh, and he was saying to me, "Yeah, there's there's nothing they could have done." I was like, "Yes, yes. What they could have done is waited until they'd actually started working on the game before <laughs> announcing it." Right, just right, because I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to poo poo on CD Projekt Red. They've done a really good job with the amount of time that they had. They've done an amazing job. You know, who else can create a, a massive 3D, um, deeply immersive? Take away the bugs. To massive, deeply 3D immersive world across two generations of video games consoles. Hmm. You know. Yeah, and and it just very few people can do that, right? But 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 what they did was they announced that they were going to be working on it at some point in the future, mm-hmm. back in twenty twelve, and that yeah. was the problem, right? And the problem it's it's and that's not exactly their fault. It's that us the consumers who were always demanding, I want something new, something more, something new, something more, and they kind of went, well, here's something we're work- we're going to be working on. We haven't started working on it yet, but here's a thing that we're going to be working on. Yeah. What do you think? And the internet went batch uh, crazy over this. Oh my goodness, it's like the Matrix. Because to a lot of people, cyberpunk of the genre is the Matrix. So they went, and it's got Keanu Reeves. In it. Oh my god, and it's like. They, and and they just l- lost their minds. I mean, if you think about it, 2012, there wasn't really that much going on in the gaming world. But even so, they announced that they were going to be working on it at some point in the future, possibly soon, eight years before its original release date. And you say nothing was happening in 2012. Wasn't that the release year for the Wii U? Yeah, there was nothing happening in 2012. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Um, <laughs> you, you? You mean that pad that people watch Netflix on? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, the, thing, the thing is, though, is I've, I've read a lot of things uh, online about, about you know, everything that happened with uh, Cyberpunk and all that, and there, there seems to be an emerging narrative among um, you know, the gaming like journal, journalistic industry that's basically saying, hey, listen, STFU about the launch all you gamers, um, you know, because you can either have this or you can have, you know, 
COD 8, but this time we mean it. You know, like, it's... <laughs> like, yeah, well, come on. Of course, of course the journalists are going to say that. It's them who have caused the problem. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because, um, again, I was talking to Skip about it earlier on, and it's like... Mm. Um, when we interviewed uh, Charles Griffiths for The Sexy Brutale, he said the biggest problem facing the industry is when a marketer comes out and says, we've got this brilliant IP and we're going to make this wonderful thing like six months to two years before they actually start working on it. And then they pump loads of effort into the marketing machine. And then in a month, in a year's time, there's this vaporware product that isn't actually there. It's not even been started. And I back that up with, um, I remember years ago when I was first thinking, I've just finished uni, I've got my games development degree, I'm going to get into games development. And I saw this person posting like a, on like one of those, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, um, Gamma what's the, yeah, yeah, like on Gamma Sutra, it was like, hey, we're looking for a development team for our new game. We've got everything ready. We've got the marketing is already started. We've got uh, voice actors. We've got concept art. All we need is the game engine making, the story writing, the artwork completing, and the music and the 3D assets, and, 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 and. They, and the they box had art. nothing. Yeah, they had box art. That was it. Box we just art and the need title. a game. <laughs> that's it. And that was almost exactly mm-hmm. how the ad read. And that's how video game production has become. It's like, hey, announce this big thing before we even... Like Square Enix are the worst for this. Uh-huh. Every single show, every single game show up until about 2018, and there are maybe five or six of the big ones every year, they would release a new trailer for a new product that they weren't working on. No. Just to have something that, hey, check this thing out that we've thrown together. Uh, we're not making it. We just check this thing out. right? Yeah. And then fans of square enix would fall over themselves oh my goodness this is a new game have you seen the thing it's a new game coming out and it looks awesome and it's like no dude there's a pre-rendered footage that, that that they've released because they wanted you to 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 be talking about them that's all it is they've got nothing i mean they some of nothing. that some of that's probably just market testing there right because you don't want to throw a heap of assets into something that people aren't actually excited about you need to know that someone's going to buy it at the end and I, f- I feel like I feel like marketing hype is the only thing that keeps AAAs alive these days as well because you know I think it's becoming really popular to like be saying oh don't 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 get pre-orders don't support them you know like it's you know these AAAs are, are they're they're thirsting you for your your cash and um, you know don't don't uh, don't get pre-orders and, and and tell them that that's what you actually want sort of thing and for the most part I've I've been like. I've been doing that, you know, and I think a lot of people have. And so then you look at something like Cyberpunk and you look at the amount of marketing that went into it. And I did end up pre-ordering it on the night of before release, just because I saw on Steam the countdown and it was like perfect marketing for me. Don't, don't show me a countdown. You know what I mean? Like now I got to have it. So I ended up pre-ordering it. You know what I mean? But that's, that, that, that was so strong. So many people bought it despite the fact that I think, you know, gamers, I, I reckon a, a decent chunk of gamers now will not buy pre-orders because they've woken up to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, I, th- I think some of it as well is just the fact that the, um, like, gaming has become so much more accessible now. You know, like, when we when we all started gaming, we were, you know, teased for it. You know, like, it's, there was, it was a very much, much smaller community. And now, you know, particularly... I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to generalize people, but you know, like particularly, you know, you, you people who are going to buy FIFA every year or buy COD every year and stuff like that. These are the sorts of people who are who are going to be complaining about it. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, because there are a lot of people who play FIFA who are like, you know, 
full-on gamers they might only play fifa and that, that that's cool too but you know the sorts of people i'm talking about mm-hmm. right they buy fifa every year for the for the one or two new people and all that kind of stuff and that's that's what they like they're the people who are saying are oh, unplayable with all this kind of stuff the real gamers are buying hades and going nuts because you can pat the dog you know yeah yeah i mean i mean yeah uh i'd 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 maybe I'd lean against the word real there, but I totally get what you mean. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the other gamers, the, mm. the, the, the people who are more, um, accepting of, I will play a game because I want to play a game. I don't want to play. It doesn't matter whether it's the latest and greatest. Hey, I've mm. got Sonic and play that or mm. not because you're wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> hey, I'm going to, I'm going to play the Super Mario Brothers game on the NES because I got 20 minutes and I want to play a game. There's no, to me, there's no difference there between someone who wants to just play FIFA and someone who just wants to play Mario, you know, what I mean? but I get, yeah. I, I get yep. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I was wrong. I was wrong to say real gamer. Um, what I, I think what I meant was is that there is certainly a mentality um, that is present in the sorts of people that I'm sort of talking about. And I think there's far more of those sorts of people in the gaming community now. I'm not trying to gatekeep anyone. I'm just, I'm no, just saying, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to talk about that without using a word like real, even if you're using it in bunny quotes and just like, Hey, I just mean the type of person who does this. I'm not trying to be gatekeeping and say, you're not yeah. this, if you're not that, but it is difficult to sort of, there is no real verbiage is there. No. <laughs> you know, it used to be hardcore and, um, and casual, but I yeah. think that kind of died because the same reason, right? The hardcore gamers would go, no, you're not a real gamer unless you're doing this. And the, yeah. the casual gamers would go, yeah, but you're not a real gamer unless you're doing this. And All like, I'm going to say, right, is the people who say literally unplayable because it doesn't have ray tracing. Try playing Medal of Honor Allied Assault on a PC that's sped up with a processor that can't handle it with a graphics card that can't handle it playing a first person shooter in the year 2000 at 15 frames per second. <laughs> if you think not having ray tracing is literally unplayable, play that. I completed that game 15 frames a second. Yeah, that, that's that's the yeah, and exactly that's the point. That's, we're that's not exactly it's, gatekeeping. That's exactly get some perspective. That was unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean the thing is, right? If if the graphic, if the if the quality of the graphics affects your enjoyment of the game, totally. If it doesn't, then totally. What it, whatever it is, you go and do it and have fun, right? Mm. But. But I do use that joke of literally unplayable because there are people out there who do feel that way. And I feel bad for making fun of them. But even so, it's, it's, it, it would be like saying, you know, hey, I bought a book, but it's a paperback. I can't read paperbacks. Literally unreadable. Yeah, literally, literally unplayable. Un- yeah, you know what I mean? I, and again, I feel, <laughs> like I'm, feel like I've just started gatekeeping against people who read paperbacks rather than hardbacks. But again, it's a difficult conversation to have. Right? But I like, I like Mark's point, you know, like try, play, try playing uh, – counter-strike beta at uh, 700 ms while everyone else is 250 ms that was my reality in australia mm-hmm. you know dial up <laughs> speeds at 700 on a good day most of the time it was like 800 900 ms <laughs> and this was this was like last year right still still <laughs> still poning still poning yeah. all day Porn master. <laughs> the way i see it as long as you're having fun it don't matter exactly right exactly yeah, but these people but, who are complaining are not having fun. I think that's what we're pointing out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Make fun of the people who are complaining because they're not having fun, and that's yeah. that's that's totally fine. Okay, then. So we've talked about that, Squidge. You said you had another. You said you had another thing. 
that you are looking forward to? It's just, Pray tell, what is it? It's just me acquiring the two next-gen consoles. I don't have them yet. I wasn't going to fight to try and get pre-orders. I didn't see the point. Never buy a console there was, launch, there was that much of a c**k-up with both launches, Yeah, essentially. I'll just I'll just wait till about March time. Mm-hmm. It'll be available. Yeah. yeah. I'm well, not going to rush out I mean, to try and get them. I ain't got the room. I've got to get more shelving. <laughs> Sony has a history, and nobody remembers it. Every time they release a new console, everybody forgets. They have a history of artificial scarcity, mm. and that's how they sell the console. It's not, look at these games that have come out. It's like, hey, there are only three of them, and there are 18 million of you. Good luck, sucker. That's that's how they do it, right? Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was quite appalling that people were selling a picture of a PS5, and people were bidding six, seven, eight hundred pounds on it. No, well, it's because it's because people will just read PS5 for sale. Oh, I better bid on that, and they'll be using bots, right, to automatically bid on whatever matches PS5. And so it's like half a half a dozen of one and six six of the other. I can totally agree that the people shouldn't be doing it, and I can totally agree the people on the other side shouldn't be doing it, but. That's what happens when you fuel artificial scarcity. That's what happens. Very true. It's been, it's weird though, because 2020 was such a joyless year for so many people and mm-hmm. the the console launches people were actually looking forward to. And then it was a real shame that just so many people could not get hold of them. And it was so stressful. I tried as well. Like I tried for both because I would like both. The Series X just didn't happen. Um, and I really don't want a Series S mainly because I've got so many disc-based games that it would just not make sense for me to have a, a discless console. Um, but then the PS5, like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting story. At one point, I actually bought a PS5. I had it. I um, I went, so it was like maybe the third wave of consoles that they ended up releasing. And I'd been trying for ages, lots of different places. Always you'd get put in a queue somewhere. You'd have to go through the queue. And at the end, by the time you get to the end of the queue, they'd all sold out. They'd probably sold out half an hour before you'd even got to the end of the queue. But they don't tell you that. So they just keep you waiting. And um, Curry's had them. And um, because I buy tech, like we bought a new 4K TV this year. So I bought it on credit. So I had a line of credit with Curry's. And I was like, oh, great. I can put my PS5 on credit, pay it next year. Awesome. Sounds great. So I did this and what I what I didn't do was check with my other half first if that would be okay. So I I went ahead, they, they released them. I knew from past experience that they would go so quickly that I wouldn't have chance to say anything or do anything about it. So I was like, I see them, I'm able to buy one. It's in my basket. I need to buy it now, otherwise it's gonna go. Bought it, had it on credit. It's like, yes. And I messaged my other half and said, hey, I got a PS5. And he was like, what? So yeah, I got I bought a PS5. Like I got it on credit. He's like, you, you bought a PS5 on credit, and I was like, yeah. He's like, no, no, that's not something that can happen. And I was like, okay. I had to, I had to actually call up and cancel the PS5 Aww. on the same day. That was a sucky day, <laughs> like seriously. But uh, you know, my own fault. Like you know, I'd, I'd already bought, I'd already bought stuff on credit, and it's like you know, you can't buy too much on credit. It's not good. Um. So I'm going to wait till next year. And I think that's a good thing because actually it's going to force me and it has forced me to play games that I already own. Um, So I'm quite pleased about it. And in fact, I could probably quite happily now wait until 2022 to get an next-gen console because there's just so much already out that I feel I should probably play before I even jump into next-gen. So, yeah. 
Well, it's not just that. I mean, if you wait a year, there'll be another version of the console that have bigger hard drives. Because that always happens. Yeah. There's a launch one, yeah. you have limited never, space. And, never, and, ever buy a console at launch. That's true. Yeah. You know, it, it's my main man, Brettlefloss, said it. The OS will be a mess. So you'd better be staunch, kid. Don't ever buy a console at launch. <laughs> he's absolutely right. Like, the people who have the launch PS5s will be having trouble this Christmas. The people with the launch Xbox Series Xs will be having trouble this Christmas because they'll switch it on and be like, ah, oh, but it's Christmas Day. Turn on. You have to download 5 million terabytes of updates mm-hmm. from one server that everyone else is connected to. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. No. Don't, don't get them at launch. No. And if, it, you know, not if not just for that reason, but also people have been quite badly burnt in the past by things like the 360 and the Red Rings of Death. You know, you have to wait for hardware revisions because there will be something, you know, maybe nothing major, but there will be something wrong with the initial batch of consoles. It almost always happens. And they, you know, either, the, you know, either it's something to do with the disk drive and the disk drive doesn't work right. Like my my original Xbox One stopped wanting to load discs unless I lent it backwards. So I had to like hold my Xbox One basically like upwards, insert a disc so that gravity fed it down into the you know, into the drive and then put it back down again. That's the only way it would accept a disc after the first year or so. So just wanted to be held. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and hold it. I did uh, many times <laughs> and inserted things into it. No, this is getting dirty now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a story, don't you, Scrooge, about your PS4? You were playing Fallout and you get part way through the game. Right. So my PS4, before I upgraded to a Pro because it was cheaper, my original PS4. I played a game called Dark Chronicle 2 on it, and I engaged in a couple of crashes. I didn't realise I was doing it. The whole point of the game is you can take photos, you're an inventor, you craft stuff, and you go into dungeons, and all the dungeons are randomly generated. So it adds that air of difficulty, but you get used to it eventually. And one of the many known crashes from the original is don't try and create anything in a dungeon. I crashed the game that many times, not figuring that out, that I knackered the RAM in it. Ooh. To a point where it wouldn't load discs, it would turn off whenever it wanted, and I tried playing Fallout 4 because I had had it for everything. I got 10 minutes into the game and the PS4 went, don't like that disc, and just spat it out. Wow. Would not have it again. So I got a pro after that. Yeah. And I didn't try and craft in dungeons, and it's been fine. Mm. So far. That's it. (laughs) Wait for the second revision. Wait for the third revision. Yeah. And it'll be cheaper. Like That's you just said. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing mm. you could do is just not buy them at all and just like play the many, many games that are out for current consoles and retro consoles. That That is something I've considered. Like I have my Dreamcast, I have my PlayStation 2 and there are, you know, all the other retro consoles I own. And I have so many games for them that have not been touched or have not been touched for a long time or have never been completed. And it's like, at some point, I almost wish, and, and you know, this isn't a real wish. I don't wish that the the game industry actually shuts down, but I do have that in my back of my head. Like, if the game industry shut down, so many of my problems would be solved. I would no longer have to worry about buying consoles. <laughs> I wouldn't be spending all my money on games, yeah. um, and the games I would be buying would be cheaper because they're you know they they use their old games. Uh, well, you know, it's a theory anyway. A lot of used games are quite expensive, um, and I would actually play games that you know have already released and not be waiting for the next thing instead. Um, mm. So you know, and part of me kind of wants to 
do that and just pretend the game industry stopped existing. However, all of my friends still play current games and I could never ever, <laughs> unless I then also ditched all my friends and like lived in the woods uh, away from technology. I don't think that's ever possible, unfortunately. What you're saying is you want to become Sega Tashanshiro. That's what it is. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just with uh, pinky purple hair. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, yeah. So um, what about you then, Andrew? Because mm. we talked about we talked about Squidge was looking forward to PS5 and Xbox Series X, yep. Series S, Series silly name here. Dream Drop Distance, 365 Days, 3, 2, whatever the next one's going to be called. Did I miss the question? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just thinking. What's next on your on your list of things oh. that you that you're looking forward to? Hmm. I mean, there's a, it's it's a huge list, really, when you think about it. It's always going to be huge because we did nothing in 2020. So I can I can skip over things like going out and seeing people. Um, that's going to be great. Um, we we spoke a little bit before we started recording about conventions and things like that, and those are things I've missed this year because I only just really started doing them in 2019. Uh, and going to them and, you know, it would be great to see them again, especially with people that I have met over the last year or so uh, and seeing them and getting to meet them in real life and all that kind of stuff. So there's that. Um, but I guess the other thing f- that, that I'm looking forward to in um, 2021 is doing more of the things that I've really enjoyed in 2020 but getting maybe to do them better. So, you know, I've, uh, you know, uh, it's been a bit of a joke that I've gotten so into podcasting that I now have all the podcasts and do all the podcasts. And, you know, that's kind of true. I mean, this is what, like, my fourth appearance at this point on your podcast. And then, like, I do, like, yeah. tons of appearances on other people's podcasts. I have, like, one podcast of my own that has three separate shows within it. I have, like, I do, like, the Crossplayers that also has multiple shows. Um, it, it's gotten a little bit crazy, but I, I really enjoy it. Like to a point that I, it's almost it's neck and neck with doing the books for me, um, podcasting, um, and I've gotten really into doing uh, Dreamcast Junkyard, which we've just um, so obviously we're, like we said at the beginning we're recording in December 2020 and we've just had uh, Radio Sega's Winterfest, um, which was great and I got to put Dreamcast years on the internet radio which was fun but i also got to do dreamcast junkyard and that is like you know that has a huge history it's 15 years old at this point it's a 15 year old website the dream pod the, the you know the podcast itself has been going for five of those years it's this really i was gonna say this really old <laughs> but this really old and well-respected mature. web mature mature that's yeah that's it that's i mean rough. yeah <laughs> Anything 15 years old or older is retro in my eyes, so that's very... I'm retro twice! Hey! (laughs) I won't tell you how many times retro I am. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, I I think it's... uh, And and, and also, I'm not sure if you could call anything that's 15 years old mature. That would be be worrisome. (laughs) Although you'd call cheese that's 15 years old mature, I guess. Exactly. Call 15-year-old cheese... Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about mature. It's definitely That's dangerous. True. Yeah, I don't know how Watch long you mature cheese for. Fifteen years to seem excessive. <laughs> Watch out! He's got a lump of Lanka blue, and he knows how to use it. Um, <laughs> but it's it's been really cool to be a part of something that's got that kind of legacy to it, and um, it, it's weird because I'm possibly the person in that 
group of people that knows the least about the Dreamcast, which is quite weird, weird and humbling at the same time. Like I'm writing a book about the damn thing and there's all these people who like know basically every game that ever released for it by heart. If I showed them the box art, they'd know which game it was and when it released and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, I don't, I'd, I'd need to look, I'd need to kind of go and have a look at what's going I couldn't bring that stuff to memory straight away, but it's great being a part of that. And, um, almost getting to um to host them because i've i've kind of taken over that host position basically so they all get to chit chat about all these cool dreamcastings i get to learn by proxy all this stuff that i didn't know before mm-hmm. but also get to be a part of it which is great so i'm looking forward to doing more of that next year and um, hopefully doing more with radio sega because we had such a good time with them so basically just doing more of this, having less free time, um, and basically <laughs> I'll just be finishing work and then going and recording a, one of the podcasts. And then I mean, it's basically what happens at the moment, but it'll just be nonstop. I'll never see my partner. We'll split up. I uh, have to sell the house. Uh, so, no, what happened? That's your excuse to pretend the video game uh, industry doesn't exist, right? It, yeah. Because if, you, if you're discussing all of the slightly older, um, the more retro consoles, mm-hmm. the more retro topics, you don't have to worry about the new stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Solved your problem. I, I won't even have time to play the new stuff because I'll be too busy podcasting. So just exactly. won't get, you know, I won't be able to buy new games and all of my money will run out anyway because I'll be buying like new kit, new microphones, like, you know, go on that instead. But no, that that is something I'm looking forward to. And um, and hopefully doing it in person with people as well would be cool because it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a weird thing, podcasting, as I'm sure you gentlemen know very well. It's... It's weird because you're having this great conversation with somebody. It's great when you can see them on camera. It's great that you can talk to them, but you're not in the same room as them. So as soon as you finish, the camera goes off, the lights, you know, the camera light, you turn it off, you turn the microphone off, push it back. And I'm kind of looking around. There's there's nobody else here. I'm in the house on my own. Oh, bye, myself. <laughs> Stop it, Squidge. We'll get a takedown from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should release that as a single um <laughs> who, who hasn't at this point <laughs> take down from youtube i'm, I'm gonna say that that's gonna be the uh, the 2021 christmas single is squidgy's version of all by myself <laughs> <laughs> calling it now you heard it here last yeah absolutely if no. it doesn't happen then i will not eat a hat because i don't know any um but uh I, you just yeah. dodged a bullet. I have dodged a bullet. <laughs> I'll, I'll, or a hat in this case. Or a hat, yeah. I'll eat a spoonful of vegan mayo if it happen, If it doesn't happen. There you go. There we go. <laughs> a tablespoon even, just to make it interesting. But yeah, I think doing more of this and being able to do it in person with people would be fantastic. Uh, like I had intentions of doing that this year. Uh, we're supposed to do the whole exclusive Dreamcast Years podcast for the mini disc and the CD, and that was going to be done in person. And we were going to have like a little, we we're going to hire a studio and do all that kind of stuff. Um, however, that just couldn't happen. The three of us that do Dreamcast Years, like you know, one of us lives down south, one lives near London, one lives up north. It's very difficult to get together in the first place, and then also to have to find a studio just be too difficult. So hopefully next year that won't be a problem. Fingers crossed. Um, or let me let me rephrase that so you can edit it right. This year has been great, so we'll definitely be able to uh, to do a <laughs> podcast in person because things are jolly good. Everything worked out great. It's all coming up roses or Millhouse, whichever you prefer. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, I, I have to agree. There's a certain... So, like, I got into doing podcasty stuff because I was doing blog posts about programming and I was finding I was staying up until 
silly o'clock in the morning going, should that be a colon or a semicolon? Should that be formatted like this? Because not only would I write 3,000 words in a blog article, but it would be about some code that I've written as well. So I've got to write the code, then write the the, the stupid amount of um, discussion about it. And I was like, this is, is, it's nice, but it's not for me. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. I can just get my words out in audio format. We'll do that way. And I looked around and I was like, this particular programming language thing that I'm doing, no one's created a podcast about it. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then I recorded the Waffle Taylor's episode zero with this guy, Chief. And it was I, like, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. You tricked me into doing that. I didn't trick you into you doing that. You just turned up with the equipment and said, let's do this. That's not I tricking have, you into doing it. I didn't have you a choice. You didn't have to do it. We recorded it, right? And then I sent it around to my friend, uh, Joe, who has also been on the show. And he's like, this is great. You should release it. I was like, okay. We need to stitch these pieces together because I'm hearing pieces of the story of how Waffling Tailors happened throughout various podcasts. And either the story's changing or like I'm just hearing different parts of the story. And so you need to at some point stitch all the parts together and do like an origins story through stitched together pieces from various podcasts and then see if they all match up and see who's right. <laughs> you also. That's a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Was he forced really into it? Idea. Was he not? We'll, we'll find out at some point. Maybe. Is he wearing trousers? The only one we need to find Is he out. drinking <laughs> next week? <laughs> <laughs> Always see you with the bottle full of, uh, of yellow-looking liquid. Yes. <laughs> we'll answer that question right now. So here's what we do. We start a new podcast, short series, six uh-uh. episodes, nope. investigative journalism, where essentially I interview Squidge and Squidge interviews me yep. about the origins of the Waffling Tailors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I will mediate that for you if you wish me to. I I can I can sit in the middle. We can hear a story from Squidge. We can hear a story from Jay, and then I'll kind of piece the the puzzle together and see what actually happened. It's sounding more like a court case. Interview all of your friends, uh, <laughs> all family members. Oh, <laughs> we we got Andrew's mediation. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hire a, an investigative uh, like uh, an investigate. What they've got a private eye. Send them round, take photographs from afar. I don't know how that would help, but you know, make sure it's a private investigator, not a private investigator, because both useful but hardly interchangeable. Right. Yeah. Also, not a private dick, because those could definitely be two different things. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> She's ascending oh, into madness at this point. Yes, it always does with me. So, um, going back to the point, one of the things yes. that I'm looking forward to next year, short and sweet, simple, you're going to love it, I'm looking forward to 14 hours of uninterrupted sleep followed by a fully cooked breakfast. Well, that's not going to happen. I know. <laughs> but that's that's I'm living in hope that that's going to happen. A person can dream, right? Yeah, a person can <laughs> dream, and that's that's an unachievable goal. You know, I've, I've got more chance of winning the lottery than I am getting that but i'm gonna go for that because that's what i want to do i mean define winning the lottery you could win 10 pounds on the lottery a lot easier that's what i mean a million pounds right that's what i mean i've got i've got more chance of winning 10 pound on the lottery than i am getting 14 hours of uninterrupted sleep followed by a fully cooked breakfast 
if you're making it up anyway, you might as well just like really push the boat out. Like when, when, remember when I was like young and single living in London sort of thing, my friend and I would like wake up in the morning all hungover and stuff. And then we'd call up the pizza guy from our beds and order pizza. And then we'd rock, paper, scissors to see who would answer the door. And then we'd just spend <laughs> all morning in our beds eating pizza, watching like Jeremy Kyle or something. It's great. That, now that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an achievable goal, but I'm still sticking to mine. I'll, I'll point out Z Boy wasn't a university student at that time, right? No, no, no. I was working in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a joke there about an Australian working in a bar, but I won't touch it. Yeah, I know. It's, it wouldn't be believable. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't happen. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Squid, you're looking to for, you're looking for 14 hours of uninterrupted sleep and a, a cooked breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Z-Boy's looking for some Cyberpunk 2077 patches and updates to make it a little more, more playable, which, again, I, like I said, I, I hold no ill will towards CD Projekt Red. I am a developer as a Z-Boy, so we could probably appreciate that it's not always easy to deliver on time, right? It was the, it was the business boys. Yeah, the exactly, business right? Did it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Blame Shakes everyone else. Fist. Exactly. So I, I hold, I mean, I've not even played um, Cyberpunk yet. I will when I get around to it, but it's not. I, 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 I love the Cyberpunk genre. I tried reading uh, Neuromancer earlier this year, and I really could not get on with it. I love oh. this idea because, like, the whole aesthetic of, of punk anything is sticking it to the man, right? That's all it is. Like, the cyberpunk, cyberpunk, cyber... The, the interesting thing about cyberpunk as a genre, the first few novels that are cyberpunky that came out before Neuromancer were actually set at that time in the past, mm. right? It's got nothing to do with futurism, but it's really cool that they've sort of mishmashed it together and it's like you like you said zebo that sort of tech noir they've done that and made it sticking it to the man so i'm, I'm really looking forward to playing it have you read any um, of the um the shadow run uh literature because if you want to really, do yeah. if you want to do um like you know that that sort of cyberpunky tech noir sort of uh, literature a lot of the cyber a lot of the um shadow run books are really good a short the, the short backstory of shadow run is essentially that um, you know, like D and D set like in the Middle Ages with magic and orcs and warlocks and all that kind of stuff. Well, in this world, that actually happened, but it was in the Middle Ages. And then, so basically, we grew out of the Middle Ages, and the magic was all but lost. And you know, like basically, the world just became the world as it is now. And then, sometime around twenty twenty seven, people started getting born with like green skin and stuff like that, and like you know, pointy ears and all that kind of stuff. And essentially, um, orcs and uh, elves and all that kind of stuff started getting reborn into the world. And then magic started started rebirthing and all that kind of stuff. So then essentially what you've got is if like that was in 20, 2027 and a lot of the um, a lot of the stuff in the, you know, in the actual things are around uh, 2100. And uh, so by that time, basically, we're like this futuristic society that has orcs and goblins and all that kind of stuff and magic and hacking so you can like magically hack security uh stuff and all that kind of stuff or they've got all these mega corporations and the top of all the mega corporations are dragons because you know dragons hoard gold you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, all the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really cool i like it i'll have to look them up i'll have to because i know there was a snes game shadow run 
Yeah. If that's similar, Fast then I may have to give that a go. Yeah, yeah. And I'll have yeah. to obviously look up the the books as well because it's there's, there's a heap of video games about it as well. There's um like Dragon uh, Shadow Shadow Run, um Hong Kong, and all that kind of stuff. They're really good. Mm. Cool. I'll have to look into because it. it sounds like it's right up my alley. That sort of keen uh, fantasy tech noir. Mm-hmm. Stick it to the man, punk, and mm, lots yeah. of computer hackery nonsense. Uh-huh. Sounds good to me. Computer hackery shenanigans. That's the one. They should make a game Best called man. Shenanigans, right? <laughs> Say shenanigans again. Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> but then they already did that with the Untitled Goose game, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. just a game where you, you know, you're a goose and you feel free to be a. D- towards everyone that's the whole point in the untitled goose game yeah shenanigans want to be a play goose steal i'm waiting for untitled goose game too the goosening (laughs) i was kind of expecting it to say electric boogaloo then but there you go the goose electric (laughs) gooseloo the goose is back (laughs) (laughs) untitled goose game too with a vengeance (laughs) <laughs> that could be a, a game that we could play just coming up with a subtitle for <laughs> Untitled Ghost Game 2 <laughs> get, your, get, your, get your tweets in now hashtag Waffle Taylors hashtag Untitled Goose Game 2 title tell me all your titles that'd be wonderful <laughs> we have no connection to the people who made the first one by the way Untitled like, Goose Game 2 Two Goose Two Furious <laughs> 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 I like it. I like it. Oh my goodness! But yes, so we we talked about one of the things that I mean. I've got I've got a couple, right? I don't I don't mind if you guys have got one. I don't mind. But yeah, um, one of my other ones, the other things I'm looking forward to in 2021. Hopefully, we can if everything goes to plan, um, and as long as it's done uh, safely and stuff. It's like meet people again in person and attending these meetups and events, right? Because. There was a couple that I missed out on. I mean, Squidge and I got to go to EGX, which wouldn't happen right now because it's like a million people cramped into a warehouse. That is not going to happen. But like, you know, there's things like Play Expo. I'm looking forward to if they ever do one of those again. You know, things like that. Like it would be written the uh, the Retro Games Fair that happens in sort of Leeds and that whole area. That's really cool. I'm looking forward to those happening again because like, I gotta hold on to this idea that we're gonna be social people after this, right? Yeah. I gotta do it. <laughs> Good, gotta do waffling Taylor's meetups. Yes. Community meetups or something. And yeah. and a live episode. We've we've talked about this in the past. All the switched. five people turn up. And it's all yeah. the people. Five been people on the show. better than no people. Five, five people is better than no people. Three of them will be us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> be two people who showed up, they didn't know what they were showing up to. They were just <laughs> they was coming out of Sainsbury's and we were like, Hey, do you wanna join the meetup? We, we get 10 minutes into it one of them gets up and quietly leaves the room <laughs> sorry this is the i was in the wrong meetup all this time sorry. <laughs> and the other person goes i thought there'd be refreshments <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie that would happen if i was arranging it that would happen i was but thought we, there was have- gonna be pie and punch <laughs> <laughs> we we are talking it we did talk about it uh doing something somewhere um, seeing if we could sort of get involved with one of the uh, the expos or meetups and uh, see if we could do something live. I think that would be it would be a unique challenge, right? Mm-hmm. A unique challenge, especially with like the way that we present. The, but anyway, yes. But that's what I'm looking forward to being able to see people because that's kind of nice, right? Instead of just staring into a screen, actually seeing someone and knowing that they are there mm-hmm. and being able to, but not actually doing it, and going book book. That would. Be, I wouldn't do it, and that wouldn't really be fun. But, like, knowing that I could, yeah. right? 
because I can't do that right now. I could poke at the screen. But, but, it, but it sounds like you would. <laughs> the more you I say mean, that I totally you would. would. You know, <laughs> you have met me, Z boy. I would. <laughs> don't don't come and poke me in the forest, right? When I'm working Not out always there. programming. <laughs> Not being a weirdo. That yeah. that totally sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't come poke me in the forest while I'm being a weirdo. Yeah, I said, don't, right? I said don't. Is that is that a bit of reverse cast psychology? Because it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. Look, yeah, if you like yeah. being poked in the forest, that's totally fine. We're not making fun of you. We're making fun of the way that Zach said it, all right? Trying to code. <laughs> Trying to code over here. You know? <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, being able to see people in person. Mm. I think it, it's quite important to do that. We always make jokes about, oh, I'm sitting at my computer until 2 o'clock in the morning. and it's, But like being able, being, being able to see people and, and meet with them and talk to them in real space, that's that's a lot better. I think. I mean, other people will disagree, and that's totally fine. You could totally disagree if you want, but I think it's pretty important. Yeah, uh, so I guess for me, I've only got this last one, and then I'm done with the, the big ones. I mean, I, I did I did write down going to uh, events, albeit safely, you know, because it would be wonderful to be meeting people again and spending time with people, because there's loads of people, right? Mm. There's There's billions of them, and some of them are nice. And it would be nice to spend time with them. Is it your mission in 2021 to spend time with all the people? Just all of yes. them? Yeah. About um, five seconds or so. Might be able to fit in a large amount of people. Not everyone. But about if I could do five seconds with every single person. Right. Somebody needs to do the maths on that. How many seconds are there in a year? And can you meet all the people in five second increments? Hello. My name is Russell and I'm the real driving force behind this show. Upon quick calculation I have determined that a 28-day February year has a total of 31,536,000 seconds in it. Therefore as Jay meets people for 5-second increments, assuming he isn't stopping to do human things like sleep or eat, he can meet up to a total of 6,307,200 people in a year. Now back to the humans. Uh, you see, you see, we're brainstorming podcasts, right? Two-minute interviews. Well, Hello, my name is Jamie, and I'm interviewing Andrew. Andrew, how are you? you know, that, Andrew, hi. Till late, next person. <laughs> Till late, <laughs> next person. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm now thinking of it like, um, like doing it for uh, what's it called now? The Guinness World Record thing. Like, and and this is again, and I don't know why my mind is going to things like this today, and I apologise in advance. But do you remember? I, I think her name was. Anna or Maggie, it was something like that. The woman who basically tried to have sex with as many people as she could, um, you know, and it was basically like some kind of events hall and she just laid out on a table and let yes. people in a queue just come and have sex with her. That, but without the sex and just you kind of meeting them, maybe shaking hands and then them going. Without me laying down on a table. You can lay down on a table if you want. <laughs> All seductive, like draw me one, like one of your French girls, but with a microphone. Oh, it's, it's, it's a chaise lounge. And your name is, and your name is, and your name is, and your, that's all it is. Yeah, for about three hours. And your name, and your name. I'm not going to say no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is happening then, basically. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll start. I'll start the um. Start the hosting site up now. Mm. Put together a website. <laughs> website. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're editing it yourself. I'm not doing it. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm not going to edit it. Just record it, put it straight out there. Yeah. Why not? You'll be on the door. You'll be making sure they all come through. Oh, I won't. No. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this project. I tell you one one thing that we do need to keep an eye out for, and this is another 2021 thing, is the Intellivision Amico. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, there's a bunch of these um, essentially Android computers running emulators that are coming out that are trying to, like, there's an Atari one that's coming out that's, like, built like the old Atari 2600. Or, uh, is that the CVS? I don't know. Mm. And if I'm completely honest... You don't care, do you? Eh, <laughs> eh. I mean, I remember having this discussion with G when we talked about mini consoles, and I'm like, I really don't see the point. Mm. And, but, and he kind of talked me around a little bit, the, the aesthetic of like having the little PlayStation there or a little Mega Drive. Brilliant. Yeah, okay. But I just can't see it. Like, because you're not even running the actual operating system that the Atari CVS and the Intellivision actually ran. You run it, you're running Android to run an emulator. So, mm. you know, RetroPies is easy enough to set up. I mean, the, the Amico is different, though, in the terms that they're not, it's not trying to run old games. It's trying to be a new thing. Uh, you know, it's it's mm. it's a it's basically the new Intellivision. It's got like, the colour screens on it. They've got new games coming to it. They're, it's meant to be family friendly. The games only cost a certain amount of money. So I, I, I like it for that reason. That That's why that one captures my attention more than these other things that are basically just running old games. Um, however, I don't think it's going to get very far personally so you're saying it's going to be an ouya pretty much yeah <laughs> but just there's your next underdog <laughs> well yeah there you go that, that's what i'm thinking yeah so i, I need to so get like, one basically <laughs> just, just so i can watch it die and then write a book about it ouya wouldn't really be ouya year one would it It'd be ouya week two <laughs> yeah it would be it would be weeks basically yeah <laughs> like <laughs> this week they released this android game and uh, the next week it was uh, it was dead and you had a box that you can't play anymore it should Pretty be a book much. about the launch, and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe you should do like a bumper book of console launches. Like the world's consoles. only launch console only. Yeah. Because it was. The Ouya was only a launch console. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's it. Like a bumper book of doomed consoles. I don't yeah. know. I'm just talking few. nonsense. It's quite a few. Yeah. There's one called The Wave or something, I think it was called. I can't remember what the brand was. But that looked weird, and it was, it was just a, a bizarre concept for a console. Um, but there's tons of consoles that, that didn't make it. But let's see, 2021, maybe these weird, bizarre consoles that never usually make it. Maybe this year. Maybe it could be because it's 2021, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make it. My prediction, the Amico is going to make it. It's going to get past launch at least. It will be fine. We'll see. <laughs> I'll, eat a, I'll eat a spoonful of vegan mayo. If it makes it into 2022. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you heard it here first, Fox. <laughs> or last, I'm not sure, because this is coming out, out way after Andrew said it. But there you go. feeling like i'm probably going to get more time with my game library this year maybe it kind of ties ties in a little bit to the first point that i was making where like 
when you work from home, you just have so much more time on your hands. There's, you know, you're saving yourself, you know, probably at best a 20-minute commute each way, you know, like if, if you're lucky to have something that short, even that's still saving 40 minutes a day. And then you've got your lunch times and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, like I've got a, I think I've got about 800 games in Steam. And then that's not including Epic and GOG and, um, you know, Origin and all the other ones that I've got as well. I reckon I've probably got over a thousand games and there's so many games that I just haven't even installed. Not even, didn't, I, I have tried, I've, I've looked at a game before and been like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I might buy it, click through and it didn't have the buy button, it had the play now button. <laughs> okay, I already owned it, yeah. I've done that. What am I looking forward to? Probably should have written well, something have down to. before we like, start. You, you totally call, don't huh? have to have anything else that you want to talk about. That's totally not a problem. Hmm. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm going to start a new. I'm going to start a new role-playing game group. I think at some point, or at least I'll get back to the old one that I had. I used to run like public games of Dungeon Crawl Classics, um, like in a pub, which was really good. Um, but and. I had wanted to just like go back to the in-person role playing because there's like far less prep involved. Like when you have to do online role playing, there's like there's just so much work, and I'm just not that sort of DM. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, I, I, I like just being able to throw like a map on the table, throw like a whole heap of minis or bottle caps or something on the table, and just go, "There you go, there's your dudes. All right, now let's fight." You know, like, um, <laughs> I can say, dear listeners, I've been to one of Z Boys uh, DCCs. It was a virtual online one, but that was a ton of fun. So if it's if it's at got least that much fun in person, yeah, we got we got an Uzi, and it was in the it's like a, a fantasy thing at Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. We had to escape from the Krampus. It was awesome. And three of my surviving <laughs> team of four suffered concussion and believed they were professional wrestlers and dived on everyone constantly. Absolutely. Forgetting they had weaponry, they just decided to dive off things onto people. Because why not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. won't you won't find any Tolkien-esque role-playing at my table. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have role-playing for... in my role-playing game. What the hell? Yeah. And if we could do that in person with alcohol? Oh my uh-huh. goodness. Oh yeah. yeah then, then, it, then it gets real crazy. Then the, then the forest poking gets real. absolutely (laughs) sign me up but yeah um, no yes i i feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with the meeting people in person but it's a much better version of what i said so (laughs) i have to agree with you completely (laughs) oh my goodness from from um like socials and stuff a couple of people that we've asked they they sort of share the same sentiment as you know, they, they they want to be able to see friends, get drunk, and play a random version of D and D where they, they they have Uzis at Christmas. You know, and not, and not play another bloody game of Jackbox. Holy crap! I didn't think I'd ever get sick of that game, but I am so <laughs> sick of playing Jackbox. It's everyone's idea. Oh, oh, you want to play some Jackbox? It'll be hilarious. You know, we'll all got to make f-ing fart jokes for an hour or so and it'll be great it's not it's not great it's, anymore it's like cards against humanity that was loads of fun yeah. for the first 20 minutes yeah there's only so many it, times you can laugh at the mecha hitler um you know yeah. card coming up before it's just yeah. like yeah this isn't funny and also maybe a little bit racist <laughs> a little bit <laughs> just a little yeah yeah. <laughs> but yeah um i mean i i did have one other thing but i've been that's been proven wrong so I'm not even going to read that out okay. because 
I've already made a fool of myself. Um, Multiple so. times. Absolutely. Um, he, he, he just in this recording, so that's mm. fine. Do you want to um, invoke invoke the Shadow Realm, Jay, uh, to to uh, you know say the thing like as if okay. you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. the, the Bizarro Jay, yeah, Bizarro Jay, Bizarro Jay. Um, so uh, that needs to be a snippet, I think, for <laughs> use in other episodes. You know, I'll do it better next time. That also needs to be. I'll do it better next time. Honest. Um, and I was originally looking forward to the Final Fantasy VII remake coming to the Switch because I very distinctly remember when it was first announced. It was like on the PlayStation Four and on the PC and on the Switch and on everything else. And then they've just silently dropped to the Switch from it, which is understandable because it probably doesn't work. But just go. do what your original plan was, you know. Wait, go wait till everything calms down a bit. Come around my house and just cane it for just, a few days straight. Just stay there, just like play it until I fall. Like on the episode of Space, play it until I fall asleep. You make a loud noise, way, and go back into it. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. That, absolutely, that is totally something that will happen. <laughs> right, they, they, the the ninja removal of key features is something that's been happening for ages. You remember that game DC Online? It was like uh, like a DC MMO, and I got that specifically because there was a, they they promised crossplay, um, and so me and a few friends that were all on different consoles, and one of them was on PC and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we all bought it because we're like, oh, we can finally play together, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then they, yeah, they released it. And they're like, yeah, we're not doing crossplay. Can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. So the key feature was removed. Yes. Hmm. It's uh, yeah, it happens a lot. It's it's not fun, and it's it's that over promising under under delivering thing again. People, it's <laughs> like, what was it? Ed? No Man's Sky, right? Yeah, that, that was Hello Games. That's what I was Same saying. Thing. That's what I was saying yeah. earlier. Yeah, I hope the CD Projekt Red does a Hello Hello Games and pulls it yeah. out in the end. That is actually a good game. Have you played that recently, No Man's Sky? I I got it. Someone got me some Steam credit for Christmas, and I bought it as a test for my old this gaming laptop. Ago, right? mm-hmm. This was a few years ago when my laptop would still boot. And mm-hmm. um, it was it was, it was was nice. It had some good atmosphere. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was a little confusing. It was more sort of story-driven, but it didn't tell you how. And it was, it was yeah. a bit confusing. I wasn't following the hype at the time, but when I read up about the hype, it was kind yeah. of like, uh, they're promising a bit too much here. I know there's there's a lot of multiplayer. They've added a lot of stuff. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, it's the game since. that they promised. Mm. Yeah. It just took a while. And yeah, hopefully that, that's, that's what will happen because Cyberpunk has got the potential to go from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what I might also add was Witcher 3, Oblivion, and Skyrim weren't perfect when they were released. Absolutely. Witcher 3 especially, they had a lot yeah. of problems with that, but it's so beloved now. That it gets the time it needs to actually, like you say, pull a Hello Games out of, out of the bag and actually you go, hey, here's, here's the version we wanted to release yeah. if we had the time. Yeah, Just stay I, with us for a couple of months. I love the game they want to release. Like I've, I've been really getting into, you know, we've been talking about Graveyard Keeper and the way that that's sort of like very, now I'm going to, like you make your own goals as you go along sort of thing. I mean, they they they, they give you sort of goals, but you choose what you want to do. Um, and and that's very much like what um, No Man's Sky is, and also um, Subnautica. I got really into before oh, I started playing No Man's I, I Sky. I love Subnautica. 
So good. Like I said, because it's just like, oh, today I'm going to start doing this thing. And then you start discovering and like the way that the story unfolds and that specifically, I don't want to spoil the story because when 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 the first thing happens, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's just, just changed everything. Yeah, it was really good. I, I just on that I just love the fact oh I've got this little handheld motor here's a little a, a, a dinky chip I can get into I've got a submarine now <laughs> oh. <laughs> it takes up so much power my dinky ship can go in the bottom yeah <laughs> I'm diving down oh. my kid um, my kid played that on creative and just like got all the stuff <laughs> And just started building it all. And uh, I was like, he was like, oh, I started building this thing. I was like, don't tell me. I haven't discovered it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, that's cool. Yeah, let's, let's hope it, it's all going to turn out well, right? It's all going to be, po- let's just be positive, right? It's all going to be brilliant. It's all just going to work really well. Get those good vibes going. That's it. Good. Good, the positive vibrations, the good waves, whatever you want to call it. Um, but there you go. Um, have you any other uh, <laughs> things you're looking forward to, Z-Boy? Because I've, uh, I've kind of run good out. Good vibes dance. I'm That's doing it. my good vibes dance. Oh, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good vibes dance. Yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> Back I'm feeling good now. Impressive. I will Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think at TV, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff happening on TV. Did you see that Death for Death to 2020? It was like um, Charlie Brooker's done another version of Yearly Wipe, and it's called Death to 2020 yeah, on Netflix, and I it's so good. I see that. Oh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very oh, funny. It's definitely Maybe I'll watching. watch that after uh, after we've done with this, then I can watch that then. I'll tell you yeah. one thing. You just reminded me that I'm really looking forward to. It's a Netflix show. I don't know if it's a series, but it's The History of Swearing, hosted by Nicolas Cage. No. <laughs> yes, and the it just looks awesome. It's like the fifth of January, I think it's out. I'm definitely going to be watching that because it's it's just I mean, it's Nick Cage <laughs> doing a documentary about swearing. What more do the I have to say? Is, it's it's it's, it's from that attitude bees. that keeps him getting work. It would have been that you're the problem. <laughs> it would have been better oh, if we had if it was uh, Morgan Freeman doing the history of swearing. That would have been a much better narrator. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. See, see, you missed that opportunity, Squidge. It's your fault. I don't care. I don't care. It looks good. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. Oh my goodness. Okay, now that's cool. That's that. You see, that's some good things to be looking forward to, to be having fun with. And and I look forward to 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 watching this uh, this Charlie Brooker thing later on this evening. Uh, is it still the evening? I'm not sure. At some point in the future, which hmm. will then be the past by the time you're listening to this, folks. Because that's how say it hello works. to your robot butler. That's You're it. in the future, right? <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. That's the one. That's that's what a robot is you, to me. You just, you, just you spoke binary to him. <laughs> what do I do? You pass the butter. Is that my existence? Yes. Welcome to the future. <laughs> <laughs> sick Rick and Morty reference. But I love it. Can I say sick is anymore? Is there going to be with- no six? Cool. Dope. Dope oh, is like okay. the new one as well. Dope references okay. is, is pretty good. Um, the uh, is there going to be a new uh, Rick and Morty this year? I don't know. Um, I only recently watched series four uh-huh. uh, with with one. being busy and stuff. So it, it is a good one. Yeah, I'm hoping there will what be. Did I get up to? 
The last no episode idea. where they're on the uh, where they're on the planet with the screaming sun. <laughs> so funny. I definitely I haven't died. seen that one. There All is right, well. in series four, yeah, the, there's an episode where they take the <laughs> out of um, heist movies. All right. Oh, oh yeah. my word. You son of a bitch. I'm in. Yeah, that's where that's that where meme, that meme yeah. comes from. Yeah. But yeah, it's okay. the whole thing from start to finish is one massive dick of heist movies. Right, I see. Oh, really good. Brilliant. Right. Fair enough. Cool. Well, I mean, that, 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 see, boy, that was amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about all these things that happen in, with you and in your life. I'm sure we could find out about them on Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so tell the listeners. Where they can yeah. find out more about you and all the things that you're making and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't shut up on Twitter at, at Zach of the Hacker. Um, <laughs> and and he's yeah. tweeting right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I never shut up, <laughs> but I never. I, I only speak in gifs, though. So you know, yes. it's, uh, it's that. It's kind of like a modern day mime, you know, and just as annoying. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and I also post a heap of gifs on at tabs and spaces HQ, which is the other podcast that I'm on with Jay, where we talk about developer things. And mm. uh, yeah, that's pretty memeific too. Going into our yes. second season, and so oh, that's yes. that's exciting. Yes, got some wonderful stickers lined up for the people who are on it, and for people who reach out. Right, Stickers. you ask a question, you get a sticker. Yeah. What's greater? What what can be better than getting a sticker? Mm-hmm. Right. They're, they're Getting awesome. two stickers. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you reach out and ask a question and then be on the show. That's two stickers right there. So you came from Waffle and Taylor's and I'll send you three stickers. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You don't even have to ask a development-related question. Just tell them you're from Waffle and Taylor's. That's all you got to do. At Tabs and Spaces HQ. There you go, folks. <laughs> i got a feeling there's some people in the audience overlap that are going to be like, yeah, I'll have loads of stickers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're just going to be like using them for toilet paper. It's lousy with stickers. <laughs> using them to light cigars. Cigars? Yeah. How much money are you making in this podcasting business? Well, they're probably selling all the extra stickers that we sent to them. Oh, well, yeah, that's you true. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Are you still doing the Ninja Cat videos or have you sort of parked that for now? No, I'll make other videos another time. If you want to see Ninja Cat videos, then you can look me up on YouTube. Uh but, but yeah, the Ninja Cat thing kind of died. But uh, yeah, maybe he'll make a comeback. You know, they got nine lives, right? So maybe I've got another yeah, right. a couple of cycles going. Exactly. I mean, it might be some other kind of cat next time. I don't mm-hmm. know. And now there's another. There yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been a cartoon. Some other kind of cat. That'll do. Two cats are serious. Just make it up as we go along. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, thanks for being on, uh, Zeebo. I really appreciate it. And let's 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 talk again about how great working from home is and playing loads of games on your lunch hour and going and working in the forest and stuff. Yeah, damn it! I, I should like- have said Tokyo Drift for the cat thing. Yes, instead of too fast. I already used the too fast, too furious thing. You should, should have, have said, said Meow yeah. Drift, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something it like writes that. itself. Damn it! I've ruined right? it. I've ruined it. There you go. Where it was supposed to be supposed to be good vibes, and I've just ruined the end of the show. Now I'm just on on a low. Oh well. <laughs> well, why don't we why don't we end it the way that we started with a high note, right? God no, 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 no. <laughs> you know you want to do it, Z boy. My high vibes dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. Um, well, 
what we'll do, Andrew, is we'll we'll leave it there, I think. Mm-hmm. But let the folks know how they can listen to all of the millions of podcasts that you do. How can they find them all? Right. I was thinking here I should just make up a bunch because by the time this comes out, maybe they'll be real. <laughs> so uh, the, the Bill and Ben podcast, yeah. the uh, Laptops Are Us podcast, mm-hmm. the um, DIY Furniture podcast. Yeah, specifically the <laughs> Apple HomePod podcast which is only about <laughs> Apple HomePods and nothing else. Um, definitely will have had at least 20 episodes by the time this airs. Um, no, um, <laughs> you can the find extreme me. The extreme parachuting Alexa <laughs> pod, where you, you go skydiving and while you're parachuting, you ask it questions. Yeah, <laughs> doing that one for sure. Um, the, the, the glue podcast about different types of glue. Yes. You'll be my first guest, Squidge. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I am the alchemist, aren't I? You podcast are. I'm an alchemist. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so just all the podcasts, everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight all the podcast hosts in order to host their podcasts. Um, <laughs> on Dead or Alive, not in real life. I'll do it on Dead or Alive. <laughs> which means I will have to get very good at that game. <laughs> in the next that's, few that's your podcast. <laughs> Let's play Dead or Alive and see whether, if I beat you, can I take over your podcast podcast? <laughs> okay. You're first. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> no. I will change my name to Taylor. I'll, I'll be Andrew Taylor. I'll be just, just for legitimacy's sake. Um, if I win, <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> nope, not gonna happen. I mean, it might. You know, it's just as no, likely as just as likely as Jay getting people to line up and talking to him for two seconds. You know, exactly right. <laughs> All these plans for 2021. All these plans. We need to meet at the end of 2021 now and figure out if any of these actually happened or not. That's it. We need to You've do got it. as much chance of taking over this podcast as Jazz spontaneously growing a three-foot-wide afro. Challenge accepted, Squidge. Challenge <laughs> accepted. If you will it into existence, it will happen. Just <laughs> keep keep willing it. You'll, you'll do it. Um... If you really want to find me on podcasts that I actually do, though, <laughs> you can <laughs> you can find me at oddmont84 on Twitter. Uh, you can find Dreamcast Years at Dreamcast Years on Twitter. Um, also, we've got a website, which is dreamcastyears.co.uk. Um, and I do stuff like uh, the Crossplayers, which is at the Crossplayers. And of course, the Dreamcast Junkyard, which is at the DC Junkyard. Oh, I have to take a breath after all those. Uh, there's a lot of uh, of Twitter handles to mention, um, and I won't make any up because that will take far too much more time. <laughs> Even though you've got about 16 written down, I know you have. You've already uh, prepped them. I'm, I'm going to have to tear these up now, aren't I? You're just gonna, you, you know me. I'm just, it's like you see into my brain. Lives with Mad Libs with, uh, with Twitter handles, that's it. The Curly Fish Podcast. The... The Orangutan Lamp podcast. <laughs> we did, um, when we did the, going back to the Radio Sega thing, we just, for the Dreamcast junk card, we, um, for some reason, somebody called Tom Charnock Daddy Dreamcast, because it was the 15th anniversary. He was the founder, and he's got like a 15-year-old child, basically, in the Dreamcast junk card, so we call him Daddy Dreamcast. By the end of that podcast, by the end of recording that podcast, he had registered at Daddy Dreamcast. Just to make sure that nobody else took it, and it now exists on Twitter. You can go and see Daddy at Daddy Dreamcast, and somebody has already asked at Daddy Dreamcast a question. He's basically become an ag- an agony uncle, and his answer will always be Spirit of Speed 1937. <laughs> 
So go and ask him a question and he will reply with somehow with a Spirit of Speed 1937. <laughs> so there you go. I like it. Well, Fair enough. I mean, I... There's nothing I can say to that. No. I can't. I can't end it from that. That's the best <laughs> ending to anything ever. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Thank you ever so much for being on the show. It's it, it's it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Andrew. And uh, we always have such a great time talking with you. We do. And uh, we'll have to see figure what out what hair you're going to have next time we talk. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the multicolored one. hair podcast. Yes, multicolored hair. Yeah. Go. First guest can be Squidge. <laughs> end with the sigh it's perfect <laughs> that's it that's it Intro music is Among the Stars by Muse Station Productions. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleanser music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Dagay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link.